A friend recently shared her experience of waiting. 30 years ago, she moved out of state into a new community, away from family and friends. Through the years, various people have visited, but not her family. Every year, she invited her siblings. Birthdays came and went. Milestone birthdays came and went. Graduations, weddings, they never came. After 20 years, she faced the hard reality that they weren't coming. These days, she's stopped asking, even though she admits she's still hoping. My friend has been waiting for 30 years, and it doesn't look like she's going to get what she wants. During the pandemic, we've all been waiting, waiting for what we want, waiting for what we need, waiting for vaccines and boosters, waiting in gas lines, in airports, waiting at borders, waiting to see if we'll return to the office or school. We've had to wait a lot and we're still waiting waiting to see if or when we or those we love test positive, waiting to see if college is in person or online, waiting for this viral surge in Franklin County to slow down so we can resume in-person church. We've done a lot of waiting and in it all, we're hoping to get what we want, what we need. In our gospel reading, Jesus waits. He waits to be baptized. Luke tells the story of Jesus' baptism with a wide panoramic lens. The camera pans right and left. We see a line of people waiting to be baptized. Jesus waits in that line as it snakes along the banks of the Jordan River. Earlier before our reading, Luke gives us clues as to who is waiting in line with Jesus. Tax collectors, soldiers, and people filled with expectation. It's not a homogenous group, but a true sampling of humanity. Well-paid people and people without a paycheck. Those struggling to eat nutritious meals and those who order what they want when they want government workers, and people trying to evade government oversight. Well-read people, illiterate people, and curious people, all waiting in line, all in need of God's affirmation and love. Jesus waits in line with the world, rural and urban, refugee, someone with a handgun in her purse, someone who struggles with alcohol, a spouse whose marriage is unraveling, a transgender person, a neighbor, a family member who exasperates others with his refusal to get vaccinated. Parents, kids, grandparents, they're all there in line with Jesus. He waits with the world. Luke tells the story of Jesus' baptism a little differently than the other gospel writers. 
We're used to Jesus being in front, in the spotlight, singled out. But in today's reading, Jesus waits like a regular guy standing in a regular line. We know he will be the Messiah for all people, but today he waits in line with everyone else. Luke doesn't emphasize the actual moment of Jesus' baptism. In fact, his baptism isn't even described. It's simply reported in one half of one verse. In other words, it's not the headline. All we know from Luke is that his baptism happens among all the people, which is something that's easy to forget. Jesus waits in the baptism line as an act of solidarity. He gets in line with folks broken by the wear and tear of living in this world. Jesus stands in line with my friend who has waited for a visit for family for 30 years. He identifies with the wounded and the damaged, with people who have all but given up on themselves and God. He stands in line with them and is baptized with them. Luke's version of Jesus' baptism illuminates Jesus' full humanity. John's work ends at baptism. Jesus' work begins. After baptism, he prays. He centers his life in God in an intentional way. And as he does, heaven opens and the spirit descends like a dove. He hears a voice. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. He hears intimate words, words of relationship, loving words from a loving parent. Long after the water of baptism has dried, those life-giving words will echo in his heart and mind. You are mine. I love you. I am pleased with you. Those words that most of us at any age delight to hear. We stand a little taller when we hear such words. God gives Jesus what other human beings can't give. God gives Jesus what he most needs, a sense of belonging and an unshakable, unconditional love. You are mine. I love you. I am pleased with you. Those words of love will sustain him. In the wilderness of temptation, through his public ministry, his suffering, and his horrific death, those words will sustain him. Those affirming words from father to son contrast so strongly with John's vision of a Messiah who comes with a winnowing fork, ready to separate the wheat from the chaff. God's words of love are words that sustain Jesus and also sustain us. They don't tell us how to handle the pandemic and they aren't blueprints for our path forward. 
but they are what we most need to hear, what we most long for. God's voice grounds us in love. God's voice claims us as God's own. You are mine. I love you. I am pleased with you. So often, we need help remembering these words. That's where baptism comes in, this visible sign of God's invisible grace. When the world says we aren't good enough, when the voices in our own minds say we aren't worthy, baptism reminds us what God says. You are mine. I love you. You, I am pleased with you. Sometimes I need help remembering that. Sometimes I ache inside and feel the existential emptiness of living life in this world, just as my friend does with her unfulfilled hope. And when I feel that ache, I get a little water. And I get my fingers wet. And I touch my forehead. And I make the sign of the cross. And that's when I know I've been baptized, not just in my mind, but tactily. I can feel the water in my hands. I can feel the contact between my fingers and my skin. I can feel it in the tightness of my throat and sometimes in my tears. By grace, the message Jesus receives in his baptism is the message God has for each person waiting in line ahead of him and for every person in line behind him, for people then and for people now, for my friend in her heartache, for you and yours and me in mine. God's voice says, you are mine. I love you. I am pleased with you. I claim you as my own. God says nothing in life or in death will be able to separate you from my love. Nothing will ever be able to separate you from my love. Amen.